I've had but three sips of wine and I'm like about to start a fight Same. about Corbin Blue. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to No Theme March. <laughs> I guess the only theme is that we did try to pick movies that were around 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. But that that was simply because we were busy. Yeah, we are. I was going to say booked and busy, but as of like six hours ago, I'm now unemployed, so I'm not booked. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's good. We both had periods of unemployment this year. How? Yeah. We're just like in step, you know? We're about to turn 27. Things are moving. We're about to have our third annual Stardazzle Awards. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a time for for rebirth, for growth, all good things. I I didn't get fired. I didn't. It wasn't like a horrible bad thing, yeah. but yeah. you know, just mm-hmm. moving on to a new a new career phase. Podcasting. Yeah, now I'm a professional full time podcaster. Podcaster <laughs> for the moment. Excitement. So, yeah. Um. But we have a a very fun movie lined up for today one that i have not seen yes. since it premiered on the disney channel back in 2007 let's watch a, <laughs> a disney, disney channel, channel movie, movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's wild somebody from that commercial she was a kid then grew up and then she took my headshots years later that was my headshot Holy photographer shit. was in that no commercial. way yeah what, what what bitch was she what bitch was she was she the one with the ponytails um, no, she's, there's like a close up of her face. Her name is Corinne Louie. You're talking about Corinne. Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. Very talented photographer. Highly recommend. But yeah, she was, I think she was wearing like a red top or something, but she's oh, jumping around. I know around. exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. But yeah, today, if you didn't get, if you didn't get it so far, <laughs> we are doing the 2007 classic jump in who's it featuring christina who are the fucking leads it is featuring some true icons corbin blue and kiki palmer it is truly like a match like no other i cannot tell you how much money i would pay to see this duo reunite in a big budget studio rom-com yeah it would make millions of dollars i don't understand why Corbin never had his time in the sun. Right? Like, he should have had a um, as robust, if not more robust, career as Zac Efron. Like, I, I almost wonder, because when we were reading um, information about Corbin, it did say that he was accepted to Stanford. Like, mm-hmm. maybe he kind of backed out of the spotlight a bit. Like, I really don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'm like... I'm sure they were racist. Back yeah, I was gonna then. say I'm sure racism had yeah. something to do with it. <laughs> well, and now, but yeah, especially like during that time, because I mean, even in High School Musical, it was like, oh well, Taylor McKessie mm-hmm. and I don't know his character's name, Chad, Chad Danforth, Chad. Yeah, yes, they were like, oh, Taylor McKessie and Chad Danforth like have to get together. Mm-hmm. But I love Corbin Blue. I think he is so talented. He. Only puts out bops, mm-hmm. number one. Push it to the limit, and I don't dance. Unbeatable. What Name Unbeatable. a better song Beatable. on the High School Musical 2 soundtrack. There isn't. 
There isn't one. That's the best song. Yeah. Level impossible. Cannot be achieved. Yeah. <laughs> Not fucking, we've got the ingredients to make this. So much- no, no, I'm talking about I don't dance. I know you can't. Yeah. Not, Not a, a chance. chance. No. no. <laughs> if I can do this. Well, you can do then that. Then you can do that. But I, I don't, don't dance. The homosexual <laughs> anthem of an era. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, batter, batter. Hey, hey batter, 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 swing. swing. I got to just do my thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking someone's pitching and someone's catching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's – so excited for this episode. <laughs> just being wine drunk for this whole episode. I've had but three sips of wine and I'm like about to start a fight Same. about Corbin Blue. <laughs> right. Right, 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 right. Oh my gosh. And he puts his whole corbusy into <laughs> Push It to the Limit. I was so freaking hyped when that song came on. I was dancing in my bed by myself. Yes. Having a freaking blast. Yes. He was the crush. Like when I was, mm-hmm. how old was I in 2007? Um, I was 11, but <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I was a child. Yep. I was a mere yep. child. But like, push it, push it to the limit, limit. Because we're in it to win it. Yeah. (laughs) In it to win it. Let's go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Kiki Palmer. Uh, 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 Uh Oh, I know it. I know it. The stallion. stallion. You know it's It's your girl. girl. Yeah. (laughs) She has given so many gifts to the internet. She has also a very thriving career right now coming off of huge success from Nope. She did. She just has she had her baby yet? She did, right? Oh, I don't know. I think she had her baby like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah. The son, um, Kiki Palmer and Darius Jackson's son was born in February. There we go. It just yeah, February like twenty eighth or something. So yeah, she is officially a mother. Aww. Yeah, she's incredible. She's done Disney. She's done Nickelodeon. She's done mm-hmm. film. She's done it all. She oh, she was. Wasn't she the first black Cinderella on Broadway, too? She was Ella in Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella on Broadway from 2014 to 2015. I don't know if she was the first. That I'm yes, not sure. She was. So, it yes, exactly. In September 2014, Palmer became the first African-American to star as the title character in the musical Cinderella on Broadway. Wow. There we go. Wow. I wish I could have seen that. Incredible. Yeah. I've seen footage of her singing in my own little corner and mm-hmm. incredible <sighs> incredible i love kiki palmer i just want i want her to have a, a show again or a reoccurring something like i need to see more of her that's all i want yeah that's all i want excited for for what's next for her but yeah so we have an incredibly strong duo leading this film mm-hmm. and we have david reavers who is Corbin Blue's dad in the movie and in real life. Oh my gosh. And what? he was really good. He was very he was, good. <laughs> wow. She's yeah. really good. I but he was I actually thoroughly, really good. thoroughly enjoyed his performance. Um, you know, the father-son energy totally came through. It worked. Very clear, very genuine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, since this is a decom, we don't we don't have the traditional numbers for you, but Mo, do you wanna Certainly you not. wanna hit us with the the numbers that we do have? I'll give you a little factual rundown here. <laughs> we know what you're here for. <laughs> yeah. So Jump In drew 8.2 million viewers on its premiere night, which beat out the Cheetah Girls 2, 2006, and 
High School Musical 2006. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty big. That's pretty big. Very big deal. And this movie set in New York, which of course means uh, it was not filmed there. It was actually filmed <laughs> in <Fucking> Canada. <laughs> it was filmed in Canada in Mississauga specifically. Um, and they filmed at the Living Arts Center a lot. And you can also see like the Square One Shopping Center in the window and everything. So they just painted up a couple little storefronts to make it look like Brooklyn. And I'm like, wow, this is the nicest looking Brooklyn I've ever seen. Because uh, it certainly does not look like that. No. <laughs> it looks like the West Village. Yeah, pretty much. Another interesting fact is that Raven Simone who is six years older than Corbin, was originally going to play Mary Thomas. And I'm like, six years now, not a big deal. They were like teenagers. Yeah, he was like 18 when they shot this, or when it came out, I guess. Yeah. So she would have been in like her mid-20s. Right. It's it. It does remind me of literally what we just did, Cruel Intentions, where mm-hmm. Selma Blair was like 25 or 27. Yeah. yeah. And... It shows. Like, she was supposed to be 16, if not younger. Like, interesting choice. Mm -hmm. But yeah, before we dive in, we just want to put it on your radar that uh, next month's Patreon movie has been selected. And if you thought Pride and Prejudice was a supersized episode, get ready. Because for our April bonus episode, we are doing Titanic. And listen, guys, I get it. I hear it. I hear what you're saying. You want me to spend fucking 18 hours crafting this episode, motherfuckers. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because I love you. I love the content. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, holy shit. Yeah, you're you're going to get your money's worth today. And the recording and the editing. It's gonna be it's gonna be a monster of an. I'm episode. about to pay today. <laughs> I'm gonna pay today. So if you would like to listen to our upcoming behemoth of an episode, mammoth, <laughs> blue, what is it? the white whale? Yes, the fucking <laughs> giant squid, Moby Dick. Um, please yeah. head on over to Patreon. The epic, if you will. Mm-hmm. Bigger than the iceberg itself. <laughs> so head on over to Patreon and uh, feel free to sign up. But before that episode comes out, you also can get access to our other episodes that we've done. Uh, we did Confessions of a Shopaholic. We've done Pride and Prejudice. We've done Easy A. We did Juno. Like tons of stuff on there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you're interested, feel free to check it out. Yeah. And with that being said, should we just jump in to the movie? Oh my god, let's do it. So the opening of the film, we start out with a voiceover that will return frequently, but we don't get the grand reveal of who it is until the very end. Mm -hmm. And our narrator says, Brooklyn, home of Prospect Park the Brooklyn Bridge, and teen boxing sensation, Izzy Daniels. So we see Izzy Daniels, a.k.a. our King Corbin Blue. He's doing his thing. He is jumping rope. He's pretending to box through the streets. He's doing parkour. (laughs) And our narrator says, everyone thought he was the next great champ, and so did I. 
We also see Izzy like doing the splits. He's doing backflips. He's listening to his little MP3 player. He's stopping by all the local shops, saying hi to the guy at the fruit stand. The kid knows everybody in Brooklyn, apparently. Apparently, And he also, st- he sees some girls doing a double dutch in the park. And he's like, uh, what, what are they up to now? So we cut to the park where a young Kiki Palmer, aka Mary in this movie, is making her friends turn the ropes faster and faster. And she's trying to like do some speed jump roping when Izzy jumps in and just like ruins it, totally messes her up. And she's like, why are you always messing with us? And tells them to leave because they need to practice. The regional competition is Friday and their routine has to be tight if they want to go to city. But it's very much like they're both competitive. Mm -hmm. They're both uh, athletic, like – there's some tension going on right now. They're both the main character, and I'm like, you are both yeah. the main character. <laughs> so Izzy walks off, and she tells her friends that he gets on her nerves, and then they point out that she clearly has a crush on him. What? I know. I'm like, what? <laughs> and her friends are Shauna, Keisha, and Yolanda. Mm-hmm. They're on this double Dutch team together. And Mary is like, Psh, I don't have time for that. And they go back to double dutching. Mm-hmm. So Izzy goes home where his dad is making his famous hot chili, which apparently is gross. And for dessert, he tried to make what looks like a cake. I couldn't really tell exactly what it was supposed to be. It kind of looks like baked Alaska that never got extinguished or something. I don't know. It looks fucked up. I read that they torched the cake on fire to make it look like this. Yeah. Clearly, he's just he's just a dad doing his best, not the greatest chef. Mm-hmm. So he tells Izzy that it's good that he got like an extra long workout in today. It's like he always says, boxing is 20% talent, 80% heart. And our narrator says that Izzy's dad had been a great neighborhood boxer back in the day, but now he had big hopes for Izzy. So we are getting mm-hmm. the archetypal... Um, coach dad character in here coach dad dot coach yes as we love in the 2000s mm-hmm. so we go over to the gym where jump to the rhythm and dance to me yeah it's playing mm-hmm. jordan pruitt is getting her fucking beat on and some kids are training when izzy shows up and his dad tells him that he has one more exhibition match and if he wins that then he'll be ready for the golden gloves competition And who does he have to go against? It's Big Rodney, the only other undefeated kid in the gym. His dad is just like super proud of him. He's like, you're going to be the third generation of Daniel's men to win the Golden Gloves. You know, you just need to keep working on your stamina, keep your head in it. And, you know, you could almost guarantee yourself a future in boxing. Wow. I'm like, "Uh, that's dangerous. Mm -hmm. Also... (laughs) There's no way that Big Rodney and Izzy are in the same weight class. Did I? Yes. I put that in my notes as well. <laughs> I wanted to like phone – I want to phone a friend. Do we know anyone who did wrestling? Do we I know don't, any wrestlers? For sure. Fuck. But yeah. So I need I need anyone, someone – I don't know if you're a wrestler, you know a wrestler. Mm-hmm. I remember distinctly Izzy is 148 pounds – 
and Big Rodney is 158 pounds. There is a 10-pound difference. Mm-hmm. Would they be in the same weight class? Yeah, I guess how big how big is the the range? Right. Cause he looks big, bro. Because also like, like 10 pounds of muscle. Mm, <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's not looking great. Yeah, so if we have bleak. any competitive uh, boxers or boxing fans in the chat, yeah, please let us know. But mm-hmm. even just looking at them, we got lean, lean Corbin <laughs> Blue and Big Rodney over here. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. But I mean, the Disney Channel also is saying that um, Zac Efron is a huge basketball star, star bound for the NBA oh. at five seven. Five seven um, doesn't do anything over the summer. He just chills and hangs out with his girlfriend. Yeah. He's not playing fucking D1 basketball. No. He's not. No. He's also just simply not winning the New Mexico State Championship. Sorry, Albuquerque. (laughs) Sorry, Albuquerque. (laughs) So... Our young man, Izzy Daniels, he is training with Felix, who is also, like, a referee in, like, the various matches that they have around. He just, like, works at the gym, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, dad is doing his coach dad thing, giving him some pointers. Izzy does pretty well and then starts, like, showboating to his friends watching. So Felix hits him while he's distracted to, like, teach him a lesson. And his dad is like, you know, you got to keep your hands up, always block. And I used to do... Mai Tai kickboxing, and yeah, you always Ooh. you always got to block. Keep these hands up. There you go. So that's when the resident girl boxer, Tammy, comes up to the ring. And so Izzy's friends, who are Lil Earl and Chuck, yeah. they're like, oh, what are, what are you doing here, Tammy? There aren't any ballet classes around here. And she throws it right back at them and says – well, good, because I can already dance around the ring better than you can. Ooh. So, got him. Yes. But as she's walking away, Chuck is very sweetly like, hi, <laughs> as she walks away. Hey. Hey. Yeah. So, someone has a little crush. There's a little flirty flirt, a little smiling going back and forth. I personally wish we got a little bit more of their relationship development, but... Agreed, agreed. So the next thing we see, it's nighttime, and Mary, played by Kiki Palmer, is dancing in her room, and she dances out on the balcony, and Izzy sticks his head out of his window, and he's like, if you're trying to impress me, you're going to be out here all night. (laughs) Hey, hey. And I'm like, if Corbin Blue oh my God. stuck his little fucking head <laughs> out on my fire escape, it, it would be over. Mm-hmm. It would be over. I'm like, I don't normally condone negging. However, however, Corbin Blue, you can get away with it. <laughs> right. So we see this New York City montage. Mm. There's like rushing taxis and subways barreling ahead. <laughs> and then we go back to the Daniels household. And Kenneth, um, Izzy's dad, is trying to do Karen, Izzy's sister's hair. But it's like – it's looking really bad. And it totally reminded me of when my dad would do my hair. We don't have the same hair type, me and Karen. But yeah. I also have curly hair. And, like, I would remember going into the pool or something. And I have, like, Puerto Rican, like, curly hair. And – 
my dad would be like, you got to brush your hair. It's looking like a mess. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I like brushing my curls out looking just worse and worse by the second. (laughs) Um, so Karen though, she's a sweet gal. She's like, yeah, you're doing a great job, dad. So Kenneth calls out to Izzy as he practices in the mirror and he's like, that Rodney better look out. And Izzy has his headphones in and he's just like, yeah, 80% heart. <laughs> sure, Izzy. Yeah. Um, so then the phone rings and Kenneth leaves to answer it. And that's when Izzy sits down with Karen and tries to help her with her hair. And she's like, can you do it the way mom did it? And Izzy's like, man, like you miss her, don't you? And it's implied that she passed away. Oh. Um and Karen is like, I, yeah, I do. And he's like, I understand. Like, I miss her too. So very sad. There's mm-hmm. like a beloved mother that they lost. Um, Kenneth is really trying to do his absolute best. He I is. Really feel he's for a great him. dad. Yeah. He is fantastic. And it's clearly like I, they don't say it. But I am assuming it happened very recently. I think so. Yeah. Right. Like within the last year, if I had to guess. Right. 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 Because in the pictures with all of them too, it looks like they're a very similar age to what they are now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Kenneth hangs up the phone and he tells the kids that there's a leak in the gym and he has to get down there. And Karen is like, wait, what about the double Dutch competition? And Kenneth is like, oh, Izzy will take you. And then – I don't know. Izzy's like, eh, eh, double Dutch. But Karen's like, well, Mary will be there. Mm. So as Izzy is leaving the house, he calls for Karen to get ready. And that's when he runs into his friends. And they're like, oh, there's like free popcorn at the movies till five. Let's go see a movie. But he can't. He's got to take his little sis to the double Dutch competition. <laughs> free popcorn till five. I don't know. I'm like, where is this movie theater? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, they walk to the Double Dutch competition. They end up picking up Karen's friend as well. As they keep walking, they see Rodney, big Rodney, the neighborhood bully and fellow boxer. He's, like, harassing some nerd. And the narrator tells us that he was actually more of a threat outside the gym. So Izzy, like, interjects to try and, you know – if you see something, say something. He's not being a bystander. He's being an upstander and tries oh to <laughs> intervene on this bullying. <laughs> and Rodney turns around. And he's like, oh, I know you're not talking to me and calls him a loser. He's like the hottest guy out there, like right. middle high school <laughs> and is cool. Yeah. And Rodney's like, you loser. And I'm like, like you picked the wrong Rodney one. brother. <laughs> You don't have any friends, dog. Mm-hmm. And so Rodney's like, oh, yeah, I heard that you're my competition in the exhibition match. And again, we have to wonder, how are these boys in the same weight class? But alas, <laughs> Rodney says that Izzy will never outbox him. But Izzy's friends then start like running their mouths, specifically Earl. Earl starts running his mouth. And he's yeah. like, you better watch out because Izzy's been training. And that's when like Rodney and his friend Devin, they start mocking Izzy and they say he should be scared. And once again, somebody named Lil Earl decides to uh, pipe up and 
mocks them back. Eventually, like, Rodney is pushing Izzy and he's like, oh, well, we'll settle this in the ring. So they walk off. Chuck and Earl head off to the movies. Izzy has to go take his his sister to the double dutch competition. Exactly. So Izzy and his sister and now also like a couple of her friends Mm -hmm. are going to this double dutch competition and they run up to Mary and hug her. And it's clear that Karen is like a big fan of the Joy Jumpers. Yeah. 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 The Joy Jumpers. Um, And Yolanda tells them she hopes that the judges think they're good. And Mary's like, yeah, you're right. If the judges don't like us, we're done. And everyone kind of starts to get a little nervous. And then one of the girls tells her that maybe Mary's boyfriend, a.k.a. Izzy, can calm her down. So Izzy comes over and Mary is surprised to see him here. She's like, what are you doing at a double touch competition? (laughs) And Karen goes, well, dad made me bring him. And I'm like, you're a child. He, he was your adult. <laughs> but then the Dutch dragons come over. Ooh. So the main girl is fucking Paula Brancati. And she is a star in Degrassi. Oh, I mean. Who's in Degrassi, the next generation. Filmed in Canada, so makes sense. Right, exactly. Jane Vaughn, I really liked her character. Watch Degrassi, The Next Generation. <laughs> but anyways, so they, they come over and they're like, bop, bop, bop. I thought you retired, <laughs> losers. And Mary's like, well, you heard wrong because Yolanda moved here and she's really good. She's really good. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Gina, she's like, oh, we're so scared. Not really. They leave and Yolanda's like, who was that? And Mary's like, they're the Dutch dragons, and they've been regional champs the past three years. Izzy is just, like, not taking any of this seriously, and he's like, you guys make a big deal out of jumping some rope. And Mary's like, yeah, it's a huge deal. Like, it's a professional sport. Yeah. And they talk about what a big deal the competition is and how they need to be practicing instead of standing around talking to his ass. So... Karen tells Izzy to go to the snack bar and she wishes um, the Joy Jumpers luck. So the competition begins, you know, Izzy and Karen, they're watching in the audience and Izzy is looking intrigued. He's looking invested, definitely enjoying the show. He's actually very impressed by Mary, of course, because he is in love with her. Loves her. And we watch as she's doing like the speed jumping, I guess is what it's called. Mm-hmm. They also do, like, a freestyle round. That stuff is, like, so fun to watch. It's so crazy, the different tricks that they do where they're, like, yeah, they're doing, like, wheelbarrow stuff and they're, like, jumping all over the place. Right. It's very impressive. So the Joy Jumpers get up there. They do their routine. Izzy is, again, literally in love. He is entranced. We also see the Dutch Dragons do their performance, and they are wearing the ugliest <laughs> fucking costumes I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm like, wow, you guys talk a lot of shit for the disgusting little outfits that you yeah. have on. Whereas the Joy Jumpers, they look timeless. Okay. You know, so fashion is fleeting, style endures. Exactly. <laughs> so our narration says at that moment, Izzy couldn't explain it. 
but it was as if someone had opened a door to a whole new room. Yes. So he's enamored right now with the Dutch of doubling. Mm -hmm. So after the performance, Mary congratulates some girls and she's like, yeah, we'll see you at regionals. And then Shauna asks Izzy what he thought of the performance. And he's like, oh, yeah, it was cool. You know, fourth place isn't bad. Then the Dutch dragons, they are so inflammatory. They are literally coming up to them. Like, no one is going over to talk to them. They are instigating everything. And they go, oh, good effort and nice outfits. You already beat them. Like, fuck off. (laughs) A mirror. Can I get a mirror? Mm -hmm. So after they walk away, Yolanda's like, we'll never see a trophy like that because some people need to step it up. And Mary is like, we still qualified for city finals. And that's when Yolanda spills that she thinks the routine Mary came up with is whack. Mm. And Mary's like, you need to watch your feet instead of worrying about the routine. But Yolanda's like, okay, whatever. Like, the routine is whack. And they ask Izzy for, like, confirmation. And Izzy's like, it's none of my business. And I'm like, that's the right mm-hmm. answer. Yep. Sometimes a man just has to say, mm, it's none of my business. Yeah. Love a man that stays in his lane. <laughs> Sometimes they just got to barrel straight ahead and not fucking swerve <laughs> and put their little <laughs> chat chat thoughts. Put their grimy little fingers on everything. <laughs> into grown up conversation. So, uh, yeah. Izzy's like, we got a blast. Got to go to dinner. So the next day, Izzy is at his locker when he overhears uh, Rodney and his teacher in the hallway. And she's actually giving him some like secondhand clothing because his family is like struggling financially. His dad is between jobs right now. Yeah. And our narrator says that Rodney was the toughest guy in the ring and the schoolyard, but at home, he was just a poor kid with problems. I wish they would just tell us a little more about Rodney's life instead of being like, he's an angry, poor kid. Mm -hmm. I thought that there was going to be like a conversation between him and Izzy where he kind of like talked about what he was going through or like. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. They were really building to that. And then it just didn't happen. But Rodney sees Izzy in the hallway um, and realizes that he's seen, you know, what just happened. So he dumps the clothes in the trash instead of taking them. Mm-hmm. So later on, Izzy is jumping rope and warming up at the gym. And his dad comes up and tells him that he's up. So he goes out into the ring for his big match against Rodney. The beginning of the match is a little bit tenuous. Izzy is definitely nervous about the fight. And I'm also like, you're a child. Yeah. I feel like (laughs) punches shouldn't be getting thrown at a child. The brain is still developing. Mm -hmm. But his dad gives him like a last minute pep talk and the match begins. Izzy actually keeps missing and Rodney gets a lot of, you know, strong punches in. And the narrator tells us that Rodney was 158 pounds of pure mean and full of anger. And that anger came through with every punch and shook Izzy. So the first round ends and Rodney trips Izzy as he's walking back to his corner. 
And while they like take a brief rest, Izzy's dad tells them that he needs to watch Rodney's moves because he swings really wildly. So he just needs to like find the flow, like find his rhythm. And then they go back for round two. And that's when Izzy really like shines and manages to get his strategy together. And Izzy does end up winning the match. So his dad runs in, he hugs him, and let me tell you, Rodney, he's not happy. Mm-mm. He's not happy. No, and he will not be letting this go anytime soon. No. And I'm sure that is also the loss feels a lot worse when he then has to watch like this, in his eyes, golden boy with the support of his father. Of his father, yeah. Who owns absolutely. the gym that they are currently in. So in the locker room, Izzy's friends are like gassing him up and they're making fun of Rodney. And they're like, oh, you showed him. And that's when Felix the ref comes in and is like, listen, it's not about knocking someone out. It's about scoring points with your combination and your footwork. It's about endurance and what's in your head. So Give a little words of wisdom to these boys. Mm-hmm. Later that night, though, Izzy actually ends up going to Rodney's apartment building and leaving that bag of clothes on the, the like stoop for him, ringing the doorbell and like hiding behind a, a car so that Rodney ends up getting his clothes. Yeah. Then the next day, Yolanda decides to quit the Joy Jumpers. And she tells them that she didn't get into this to play games. She's in it to win it. Mm. And, yeah, it's a pretty big blow because now they're short another, like, one player again. Mm -hmm. So that night, Izzy looks out his window. He's looking up at the fire escape to see Mary. She's on her balcony. It's very Romeo and Juliet. I love. I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) It was a lovely setup. I really liked it. Mm -hmm. Um. And he asks why she's crying and climbs out the window. And she's like, I'm not crying. And he's like, why is there water on your face? And I'm like, Corbin Blue. (sighs) So he goes up the fire escape to talk to her. And she says it's nothing he could help with and mentions that she heard about his win tonight. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to the Golden Gloves. She's like, wow, that, you know, must be really great. And he's like, yeah, my dad is really happy. And that's when Mary's mom calls her in to help with the dishes. And Izzy's like, are you going to say goodnight to me? The confidence is high. Mm-hmm. And she says goodnight. But before she goes in, Izzy says, you know, since I'm in training, I need my sleep. So if you could try not to snore tonight. And she laughs. It's like a very cute, flirtatious moment between the two of them. Uh, the banter. I'm like, get Corbin Blue in a fucking rom-com. Yeah. And he would kill it. He'd kill it. He'd murder him. Have you seen – so his his wife is on TikTok and she posted like videos about how they met and stuff. And it is truly like straight out of a rom-com. She was working at a grocery store (gasps) giving out like free samples and he was in the grocery store and like that's how they met. She ended up like giving him recommendations for like a restaurant to go to or something because this was in – I'm pretty sure it was in Canada and he was like shooting something in town. 
So he ends up like going to the restaurant that she recommended. I think they met like maybe one other time, but like they never got each other's numbers or anything. (gasps) And then he like went back to the store, like looking for her so he could like ask her out or something. There's like so many other details, Uh, but it is freaking adorable. And also so cute. She picked out her dress for their wedding on say yes to the dress. Okay. Gotta watch it. And he was there at her appointment. So go watch that episode. (laughs) He wasn't surprised by the wedding dress. He helped to no. pick it out. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I will watch that. Yeah. Noted. <laughs> Noted. So we go to school the next day. Lil Earl running his mouth to anyone who will listen. <laughs> I love how they named him Lil Earl. Like no one calls him that, but no. that's his name in IMDb. Yeah. That is his what he's officially credited as. I think he only calls himself that yeah. in the movie. That makes sense. <laughs> he's funny. He's funny. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else is like, is he Chuck? And he's like, I'm Lil Earl. So he's, you know, just like running his mouth to anyone who will listen about how Izzy beat Rodney. When, of course, in true decom fashion, Rodney comes up and is like, well, what are you looking at, huh? He's like, oh, no, the teacher's right behind me, isn't oh, he? Oh, boy. He's right behind me, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> So Rodney says that it wasn't his fault that he lost and claims that he tripped. Okay. But Izzy is like, dude, come on. I won. Like, it's over. But Rodney wants a rematch because everybody needs to know that he just got lucky. He also knocks his books to the ground before walking away. Yes, he does. So the tension is arising. Let me just jump to the rhythm and dance to the music real quick. <laughs> so the Joy Jumpers do a little brainstorming session. They're like, um, you know, maybe this person could fill the spot now that Yolanda's gone. So Izzy walks up to them and Mary's like, I'm not in the mood. Yolanda quit the team and joined the fucking Dutch Dragons. What? I'm like, didn't they have a Who full... got kicked out? Right? Like, didn't they have a full team before? Is she an alternate yeah. now? Like, what's... Yeah, I have no idea. What's the sitch, Wade? <laughs> I, Wade, <laughs> I would love to know. So the girls are like, yeah, now we're down to jumper and city finals are coming up. And Izzy's like, oh, anyone can jump some rope. <laughs> Offensive. Yeah. And Mary's like, if it's so easy, then you should do it. And then once again, Miss Jordan Pruitt hops on the track, jump to the rhythm, is playing in the background. The girls are swinging the ropes. Mary jumps in. She's doing her thing. She's doing some tricks. Izzy is uh, looking intimidated because, yeah, jumping is not fucking easy. So she jumps out and she's like, okay, Izzy, your turn. We haven't got all day. So they like slow the ropes down. He, like, takes his sweet time trying to look for an opportunity to jump in. Of course, as soon as he does, he ends up getting all twisted up in the ropes. That's right. hmm So he tries again, and he does manage to actually get in this time. And the girls are like, oh, shit, he is actually kind of good at this. Damn. And also, Karen being the classic nosy little sister, is watching from the yard. Mm -hmm. They can see, obviously, that Izzy has some skills. You know, being a boxer, he's quick on his feet. He also has to, like, you know, jump rope a lot as, like, part of his workouts. So the girls look at Mary, and she's like, "Mm, absolutely not. Don't even go there. 
Izzy is not joining our team. Yeah. So the next thing we see is he's at the gym jumping some rope. And Felix asks if he's still riding the high of his win. And Izzy's like, well, I would be, but Rodney is such a jerk. And Felix is like, yeah, you know, boxing doesn't solve that. Save that bit for later. That's important. There's like some quality about Felix where he just kind of like pops in every once in a while to like offer some wisdom where I was like, right. are you dead? Like, have, are you dead this whole movie? Like, are you a ghost oh or something? <laughs> there's like, I certainly hope not, but it does feel like that way. There's like some ominous quality where every once in a while he'll just pipe in with some wisdom and like shrink away. But he's yeah. in fact a real alive person. <laughs> he's in some fairy godmother type shit. Mm-hmm. So after that, Mary and her friends go into the gym and they actually ask Izzy to join their double dutch team. And Mary says that the city finals are coming up. The competition is very tight. And Izzy's like, you know, jumping rope isn't me. I do it for boxing, but that's it. And Mary asks if he's scared that his boys will laugh at him. And he says, no, it's just not me. And then Mary tells her friends to forget it. And Izzy says that she knows she can't forget him. And Mary's like, already forgotten. (laughs) Already forgot it. Bitch. Yeah, right. And then they head out. So Izzy like goes home and Karen runs out into the yard and is like, dad's cooking chili again. And he's like, I got it. So he turns back around, runs to the local pizza place to pick up some za for the family. And that's when he notices Keisha and Shauna having dinner. So they kind of look at him and he's like, before you say anything, no, I'm not joining your team. And Shauna is like, well, I mean, we just need somebody to fill in until we can find somebody else to join. Like we just need a fourth body in the space while we plan our routine. You're really good. And also, Mary really wants you to join. And he's like, oh, what? No, she doesn't. Oh, my God. No, she doesn't want me to join the team. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, she doesn't. No, she absolutely does not. (laughs) So we go back to the Joy Jumpers. Keisha and Shauna talk to Mary about Izzy joining the team just temporarily. And Mary's like, over my dead body. Damn. <laughs> Izzy is sitting on the steps the entire time all this conversation is ongoing. Yeah, it's just like, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> right. And so he gets up and he's like, all right, I'm out. And they try to stop him. And that's when Mary actually suggests her cousin who moved to Alaska. I yeah. thought it was earlier, but it's here. And Keisha's like, come on. Izzy starts walking away. And Mary's like, all right, fine. So Izzy's like, say like you mean it. And I'm like, "Ah, (laughs) why are you doing this? And she asks him, please. And he agrees. And Shauna's like, okay, perfect. We're going to practice in the park tomorrow after school. But Izzy is like, no, if we're going to do this, we need to do it before school in the gym. We'll meet at 6 a.m. My dad opens the gym at 8 a.m. And Shauna's like, that'll work. And They actually hug and Keisha is like, you're the best. And they hug. And he tells Mary, there's room for one more. And she walks away. And I'm like, thank God. So the next morning, bright and early, Izzy's alarm goes off at what I assume is like 
5.45. The ass crack of dawn. Horrendous. Literally traumatizing. Literally my nightmare. <laughs> so <laughs> Mary knocks on his window while he's fast asleep and is like, time to get up for practice, sleepyhead. They all meet up in the gym and the girls are stretching and Izzy is like, hello, clock is a ticking. Why aren't we jumping? And Mary is like, well, we stretch first and then we run for stamina. And Izzy is like, ugh, what are you talking about? It's just double Dutch. And like, you're an athlete. You should understand the value of training. That's what you do all the time. But yeah, he doesn't take it seriously. I, that's That was one thing where I was like, do you really think this requires no, no skill? skill? Come on. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> so Mary tells the team, like, look, I told you, he just thinks this is a joke. She then tells Izzy to show some real skill and asks him to do a trick, not just the speed jumping. So she, you know, jumps into the ropes. She does a really cool trick and tells him to do it. So Izzy jumps in, completely messes up the steps, of course, because he does not have the foundational skills. And he's like, listen, I'm just filling in. Like, I don't need to learn all of that. So he's like, do you want to practice or not? And Mary says, not. But Sean is like, okay, let's just pump the brakes let's just practice sean is like hey hey let's reel it in here yeah let's focus up so mary jumps in izzy jumps in too miss jordan pruitt is you make me wanna all over the track Mm -hmm. and they are just jumping in synchronized steps so even though they bicker they do have great chemistry both on and off the ropes oh in and out of the ropes would that make more sense in and out of the ropes, on and off the ropes. Because you're jumping in. They have good chemistry in their rehearsal room. Yeah. And and out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> so we get this little morning montage where Izzy is eager to get up. He's not having a hard time getting out of bed anymore. Mm. And he practices like some jumpy handstands, some tricks. And then he grabs his bag and leaves the house. Just parkouring all over the place. He has to. That's the only way he can fucking travel. (laughs) He has to backflip and somersault. So Mary (laughs) mentions cutting time off their speed round at practice. But Izzy's like, let's talk about the freestyle. And Mary's like – we don't have time to watch you try to freestyle. And Izzy's like, come on, turn the ropes. And then he jumps in and does like handstands that he was practicing. He he like does some upside down shit. They play vertical by the T squad. <laughs> Boo-boo Stewart, am I right? Oh my gosh. Izzy is proud of himself. And Mary like smirks in acknowledgement at his good idea. I want the B-roll of him staying up all night long to practice this combination just so he could impress Mary in the morning. Where's that deleted scene? Where's that Mm B-roll? So we get a little montage of Mary and Izzy coming up with their freestyle routine. He is so into double dutching. We even see like in class, he's not even focusing. He's dozing off. His mind is just on the ropes and mm-hmm. Tammy notices. Ooh. We also see him at the gym, at the like at the punching bag, but you can see that his heart isn't totally in it anymore. And his dad is like, come on, Izzy, like pick up the pace. 
We see some more practicing. Izzy is tired because he's really splitting his time between these two sports. Mm-hmm. We also see that Tammy spots the Joy Jumpers in the gym practicing. So she has now been clued in to Izzy's extracurricular activities. We also see that Izzy's dad gives him this custom boxing robe uh, that says, I guess his full name is Isidore. It's Isidore Izzy Daniels is what's uh, Mm -hmm. embroidered on it. And we see, you know, the double Dutch routine. It's coming together. But Izzy is just exhausted at boxing practice because, again, he's just – he's wearing himself too thin between the two. He's getting up at like 5.30, going to school, doing boxing practice after. I'm like, yeah, there's no way you're getting enough calories for all this physical activity. His head's in the game, but his heart's in the song. And by the song, I mean Jump to the Rhythm by Jordan Pruitt specifically. (laughs) My head's in the ring, but my my heart's heart's in the the ropes. She makes it feel so right. so right. Should (laughs) I go go for it? it? I gotta shake this. I gotta shake this. (laughs) We also, to to finish off this montage, see that Tammy and Izzy are in the ring, and she ends up, like, knocking him out and reveals – that she knows about the double dutch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. So after practice, Tammy comes up to Izzy and he asks her to keep the double dutch thing on the down low. And she agrees, but only if he stops his boxer jokes, especially in front of Chuck. Her crush. Oh my God. Right. Denial is a revert. <laughs> no, it didn't make sense here, but... So Izzy agrees, and he, like, exhales a sigh of relief. Then that evening, Izzy goes home for dinner. He's late, and his dad is like, dinner has always been at 7. And Izzy's like, well, maybe we should start changing some things around here. And I'm like, whoa. Bold. Yeah. Bold. And Kenneth is like, mom had dinner at 7. Dinner is at 7. We kind of get the inkling that – Although their dad puts on a really strong face, he is going through a serious loss and he is really just trying to keep the family together and mm-hmm. hold himself together. Yeah, it's it's not the thing that I feel like we normally see in these coach-dad dynamics where the dad really only cares about like pushing his son to like succeed in the sport, usually to like right. fulfill some sort of unfulfilled dream of their own. He, like, genuinely really cares about his kids. He's very involved in their lives. And that's why I really love the kind of, like, reconciliation scene that we see later on Mm -hmm. where he talks about how, you know, he's he's doing this to connect with his son. It's, like, a common interest of theirs. And it's a way to, like, reach out to him. Definitely agree. I think that he also is in a mode where he's, like, if I keep up the routine, mm-hmm. he will feel a semblance of like it's going to be okay and his kids will feel reassured. Yeah. He's just like got to keep up the routine, you know. Dinner's at seven. We do boxing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he has to keep the family unit and like that structure in place for the kids because like mm-hmm. he can't fall apart. He is no. the sole parent. Ugh. So That's so I, hard. I can only imagine. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. So the next day, we get another New York City montage, and then we see Izzy going for a run, 
And he passes by like a neighborhood park where he sees some kids just doing really fun tricks while they double dutch. And in the IMDb, it does say that every um, group that's doing double dutch, they're actually a professional team Mm -hmm. in the movie, which like they're kids, like they're obviously still kids and stuff, but Mm -hmm. they're doing like handstands and wheelbarrows and it's really cool tricks. So... Izzy's feeling a little inspired. Mm. And then he heads over to practice where Mary is about to start everyone off. And that's when Izzy's like, I think we need a new routine um, because our current one is quite boring. Izzy says that they keep trying to nail the freestyle, but it shouldn't be about nailing it. It should be about having fun. And it's just like when they were little kids, when jump rope was more about tricks and singing And then he mentions, like, the song that they used to sing when they jumped rope, which was Miss Mary Mac. And Shauna and uh, Keisha start kind of, like, singing. And Mary's like, okay, well, what do you suggest? And he's like, I have an idea. Mm. So he brings them to the park where they see the little kids jumping. And Mary is surprised. She's like, I thought I knew every – team like in the area but he's like i don't think they're a team i think they just do this for fun they look very young too they're children oh yeah they're fully like between probably like eight and ten years old right right the kids are having a blast they're like throwing these crazy tricks it looks super fun keisha asks izzy how he knew about this and he's like i didn't but I just know that all the best boxers come from the streets. Mm. Meanwhile, at the gym, Izzy's dad, Kenneth, is looking around for his son, but he's nowhere to be found. Meanwhile, Izzy's having a blast. He's walking down the street with Keisha, Shauna, and Mary, and they start doing, like, my name is Dan. Yeah. <laughs> we should do it. Do you want to go first? I, I don't want to go at all. <laughs> I can't freestyle. Okay, I'm going to do it. My name is Mo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. (laughs) Hold on. It's hard. It's hard. I think we'll pass on this. I think we're going to pass on this I'm going to humbly not even attempt because I can't freestyle for sure. Okay, I'll try it out. My name is Mo. Yeah. You already know. Yeah. When I go out. Yeah. Drinks start to flow. There you go. <laughs> it's hard. We have to cut this out. We have to cut this out. <laughs> we have to cut this out. We have to censor this. I'm it's not bad. cutting okay. a single second. <laughs> but Miss Kiki Palmer, she, of course, of course, her freestyle sounds good. Then Izzy also does a freestyle. That's when Rodney, who's just been fucking peeking out of the front door of this building this entire time. Yeah, just waiting for trouble (laughs) to happen, stance upon. He, you know, comes out and he's like, daddy's boy, like, maybe I should show these girls what a loser you really are. And Izzy's like, hey, last time I checked, I won our match, which is so freaking true that Rodney brings up this match every time he sees Izzy and Izzy's like, dude, Hey, man, like, I won the match. Like, I don't know what to tell you. And the thing is, like... I won. Izzy's not... He's not obnoxious about it. He's not going... Like... No. That's his fucking friends who are being obnoxious. (laughs) Yeah. He's just like, listen, man, 
you know, it is what it is. I won. Right. Let's just move forward. But Rodney's like, absolutely not. We will not be moving forward. <laughs> forward will not be the motion. <laughs> so he's like, what should I do next? Oh, I know. I'll grab Izzy's like fucking collar and <laughs> shove him up against the wall. So Mary grabs a bucket of ice water and she's sure. like, hey, Rodney, why don't you just cool it? And I'm like, where did you get that from? She takes it from like the hot dog stand. I'm like, why does why is that is there- hot dog water? No, like I'm so confused. It's fully ice I, I thought water it might be because she's okay. like, you need to chill, and it's like you know, cold water. Maybe it's like a mini water cooler type thing, yeah. and she took the top off. Too much mental gymnastics. <laughs> so she pours this ice water on top of his head, and they all run away. Is he? <laughs> To add insult to injury, he back flips away. That's that's him showboating. That's where yes. he's being obnoxious. Yes. And for some reason, like, Rodney runs after them, but then just kind of, like, stops and is like, dang it. Right. Foiled. And like, they're right there. <laughs> but sure. I'll have to assume that that's because the director said, hey, Stop you know, you here. can't follow them because we don't have a scene for that. <laughs> so izzy gets back to his room when mary calls from her balcony miss juliet and tells him thanks and he's like for what and she's like for nothing everything i don't know Mm. (laughs) being so coy i know so izzy climbs up the little fire escape to meet her and is like you know, those those jumpers today, they were pretty cool. And she's like, oh, yeah, look who likes double dutch now. Ooh. Ooh. So she asks him if he likes it better than boxing. And he says, it's complicated. Boxing is his dad's thing. And my only, so my issue kind of with this movie is that they really don't make it seem at all until this moment that boxing is not Izzy's thing. Yeah, I mean, mm, we don't get any hesitation yeah. until now, but I'm trying to think of, is there any indication in High School Musical that Zach doesn't love basketball until... No, I guess Like, is there any true. indication before Gabriella? But the thing is, is like, if we look at the structure of High School Musical... He continues to love basketball and theater. That's true. And does them both through the whole thing. Whereas at the end of this, it's implied that Izzy quits boxing. Right. That's true. Yeah. I don't really know how to read that Mm -hmm. personally. Yeah. I assumed that it was going to go the route of High School Musical where he's like, I can do both because I love both of these things. But he really does slip of like, no, dad, boxing is your thing. I want to do this other thing because they also say at the beginning, isn't the voiceover like, oh, he was going to be like one of the best champions, but I know. And I'm like, that sounds incredibly overzealous. Yeah. To say. But then again, they live in New York. Like mm-hmm. if they're going to get some insane like competition, right? I feel like it would be there. Like later on, Tammy says herself, she's like, you know, if I listened to what other people told me, I wouldn't be one of the best uh, girl boxers in New York City. And I'm yeah. like, that's a big city. Right. To be the best girl boxer in. Like, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Pretty pretty fucking huge. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so I feel like th- this storyline is fine. Like, I think that the idea of him being like, oh, no, this is, you know, what my dad wants, not what I want. I'm going to follow my true passion is fine. But I wish we had some of those seeds planted at the very beginning. And it would be really easy to do mm-hmm. like one little line or one even little look here and there could communicate that yeah, through line a little bit stronger. But I agree. I agree there. In any case, Mary says that this she like relates to this because this is actually how she felt about ballet mm-hmm. and says that her mom used to sign her up every September and she thought that her mom loved it. But then last year she finally confessed that she actually hated it. And her mom was like, thank God, because you looked like a horse galloping across that stage. <laughs> so that's rough. My self-esteem would not have been able to handle that when I was a kid. But Mary is a lot stronger than I am. So. <laughs> They have a little laugh about it. It's all good. And Izzy says that boxing is really all his dad has, which is so sad. Mm -hmm. Mary says, no, he has you. So Izzy then calls her corny for this. And she's like, listen, I'm just saying, okay? And Izzy says it's just not that easy. And then very suddenly, Mary just like goes up to him and kisses him. Bold. I was shocked. I was shocked, to say the least. <laughs> she gets really flustered. He's all smiley. And she's like, um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go work on a routine. You know, lots to do. But uh, I'll see you tomorrow. And he says with his little googly eyes, bright and early. And I was like, gotta love it. Gotta love it. It's wholesome. So cute. I was like, wow, I love this scene from West Side Story. It's beautiful. <laughs> Maria. All right. So we go to the bedroom where Izzy has just climbed back from the fire escape. His dad is waiting for him and he's like, literally, where have you been? Mm-hmm. And Izzy's like, oh, you know, just out with friends. And his dad is like, hmm, too busy to remember that you had a practice match and that your curfew was two hours ago. The way I would have been murdered. Right. If I missed a curfew by two hours and didn't call. Are you kidding me? And didn't call. Oh, my God. Done. <laughs> D-O-N-E. Yeah. Dead on arrival. So <laughs> Izzy is like, <laughs> Izzy's like, hey, I know. What a good time to get an attitude. Right. <laughs> Sorry I missed your precious match and that I was late for curfew. And his dad is just like, hey, um, what's going on with you lately? Are you nervous about the match? so understanding. I can't believe it. I know. He's really nice. He's really nice. And Izzy's like, no, um, kind of shrugs it off. And his dad is like, you know, I, I just don't want you to disappoint yourself in the ring. And Izzy's like, don't worry. I won't be late again. He's trying so hard to connect with his son. He doesn't even like give him trouble yeah. for being out. He's just like, listen, right. I can tell something's off with you because he's clearly very in tune with his son. Mm-hmm. He's not like an absent father. He is really, really trying to figure out the root of the problem. So big props to Mr. Daniels. Yeah. So the next day at school, we have a quick cut to um, Rodney shoving Izzy against his locker. And he's like, this isn't over. Like, Where are you going to run to now? And that's when Izzy spots the teacher down the hall and gives, you know, an Oscar-worthy performance being like, please don't hit me. 
I promise I'll give you my lunch money. So the teacher, of course, intervenes, takes Rodney away for detention. Rodney turns back and tells Izzy that this isn't over. Yeah. So we go to practice where the joy jumpers are doing their routine when Rodney is running by and he hears music. So he goes inside the boxing gym and actually sees Izzy double dutch. And he leaves and comes back with his friend Devin and takes like photos with like a fucking Canon like analog film camera. Like not even some random like digital camera. Disposable or yeah, digital, whatever. It's like a nice looking film camera. (laughs) Like vintage shit. I'm like, what year is this? Mm -hmm. So after practice, the girls are like, we're going to kill the competition except oh, shoot, we still need a fourth team member. And that's when Izzy steps in and offers to compete with them. And Mary is like, wow, you know, what changed your mind? And he's like, well, I hate to disappoint the ladies. Mm. And she asks him about his friends, but Izzy's like, it's fine. You know, they don't have to know. And Keisha's like, now we have a team. Like, maybe we could enter the Double Dutch Showcase and takes out a flyer It's in Harlem in three days, so kind of a tight timeline. Mm -hmm. But Izzy's like, we are ready on one condition. We need a better name. And he suggests the Red Hot Chili Steppers. And the girls are like, T-E-E-Per. Love it. So Izzy is so excited for this showcase. It's like... It's very touching to see. He's like psyched. He's getting ready in his bedroom and he ends up leaving the brochure on his dresser, which I thought was going to like come back in a yeah. thing where his dad found the brochure, but it doesn't. Um, it so does not. <laughs> he's about to slip out of the house when Karen snitches to dad like, oh, Izzy, where are you going? So Izzy tells his dad that he's going to hang out with Mary And Karen teases him like, ooh, ooh, Izzy and Mary sitting in a tree. And dad is like, you know, Mary's a very pretty girl. And Izzy's like, dad, stop. (laughs) Can I go? But his dad says, actually, he was hoping that they could hang out. He got them tickets for a boxing match today. Like, he's wants to spend time and bond with his son. It's like, it breaks my heart. He's such a good dad. I know. So, of course, Izzy has to say yes. He doesn't have another reason to to give for not spending time with his dad. Exactly. So, while this is happening, the girls are at the Double Dutch Showcase. Everyone is waiting backstage for Izzy, but Izzy is running late. And he does try calling Mary's house to let her know, but, of course, she's already gone to the competition. And the... um like stage manager, coordinator person is like, okay, are you guys ready? You're up next. And the red hot chili steppers get on stage and are forced to perform as a trio. So that night, Izzy and Kenneth get back home and he asks Izzy if he had fun because it seems like his mind was somewhere else. Again, so in tune with the emotional well-being of his child. But Izzy reassures him that, no, like it was great. I had fun. And That's when he ends up going out to the fire escape and calling up to Mary. She does come out onto her balcony and he apologizes, but she says she doesn't care. 
He tries to explain about like the tickets, the boxing match, but Mary is understandably very upset. Yeah. And is like, listen, you asked to be on the team and then you flaked. Like you just left us hanging. You had us all fooled. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up looking like fools on stage. She tells him that he needs to make a choice like between Mm -hmm. double Dutch and boxing. He says he can't do that. And she's like, okay, I'll make it for you. You're off the team. (gasps) Shit. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Good for her. Like, you can't have somebody that's not reliable on a team, somebody who's not invested in, like, being dedicated to the team. It sucks that there were extenuating circumstances. But he's also not, like, owning that he does love this sport and that he's invested in it. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the way he acts after, it makes you question if he would do it again. Yeah. And I think Mary is fair to be like, okay, well, if that's how you feel like you're not a part of this team. Mm -hmm. So the next scene, we're back in the boxing gym and Chuck and Earl are watching Tammy box. And Earl says that Tammy got a lucky punch because she um, does get a punch on her opponent. Earl is such a hater. I can't deal with him. (laughs) He's just like a a little um, gesture. A little gesture. (laughs) So that's when Izzy comes over and tells Earl that Tammy is a good boxer, you know, not for a girl, just in general, and reminds him that she had him out last week. So, you know, a lot of confidence for someone who lost to her. Mm -hmm. And he says that just because she's a girl doesn't mean she can't box. And you know what? Additionally, Mm -hmm. additionally, guys can do other stuff, too. And that's when Izzy like walks away and Earl asks Chuck what his problem is. And Chuck is like, actually, like Tammy is good. Hey, go Tammy. Hey, Tammy. I love you. Tammy, I love you. So later on, the girls are sitting on the steps and they see Izzy jog by. And Shauna says that they need Izzy back or else they're not going to be able to compete. Plus, I kind of miss him. And... They tell Mary, you know, like, he's apologized a bunch. Like, he couldn't tell his dad the whole boxing match thing. And Sean is like, you know, Mary, you always wanted us to be perfect. And with Izzy, we almost were. That night, Izzy goes out onto the fire escape to try and talk to Mary while she's watering her plants. He says hi to her, but she just goes inside, giving him the cold shoulder. Yeah, and so the next day at school... Izzy comes in and he sees a flyer of him double dutching. <gasps> and the caption is like, Izzy Daniels, sugar and spice and everything nice. And as he walks into the hallway, people start mocking him. They're like, oh, is he wearing a tiara? Da, da, da. It's pretty much like a PG version of them gay bashing him. Yeah, that's the implication there. They're like calling right, him Right, because it's like feminine, feminine to jump rope or whatever. Yeah. They're like, nice legs. Da, da, da. Like they call him princess and stuff. Right, right. So Chuck and Earl come up to him and say that he looks real pretty. And he's like, your mom looks real pretty. And then Rodney comes up to him and tells him that he knows why he wouldn't give him a rematch now. He was too busy double dutching. We shoot to an image of Mary, like, ripping down the flyers posted on the lockers. And then Izzy runs down the hallway and Mary looks after him. So, yeah. yeah. Izzy's not doing too hot right now. 
I'm like, is it that big of a deal? Like, is double dutch that much of a gendered thing? I guess because I just didn't grow up with it really being much of a thing. So I don't know. It seems weird that people would be that like prejudiced about it in New York. But I also think 2007 was pretty 2007. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't think this would happen today, but. Yeah, because, like, this is the kind of reaction that I would imagine in a movie where they find out he's, like, doing some sort of dance. Like, if he's doing ballet. And then they're like, oh, my God. Like, you know? Yeah. But (sighs) Izzy goes back home to his bedroom. He's really frustrated. He looks at the some of the crumpled up flyers and then pictures of his mom. It's also like, you know, the fact that Rodney chose to print them on pink paper, you know, saying that. Oh, yeah. It's definitely charged. Feminine and it's bad to be feminine. Mary knocks on Izzy's window to check on him, but he doesn't answer. And we see Kenneth driving Izzy to the gym. He sees the girls double dutching and they all make eye contact, but he he looks away. Yes. So later on at school, everyone is still calling Izzy a loser and they're making fun of him for double dutching. Meanwhile, at home, Kenneth has gotten out this golden necklace that he won the night of the Golden Gloves and he decides to put it on Izzy's bed for him since he'll be fighting in that tournament. But while he's in his room, he sees the flyers of Izzy jumping rope. Then Izzy finally arrives home and his dad like comes down the stairs very angrily and shows him the flyers. And Karen is like, you know, he's mad because the kids at school found out he's on the Red Hot Chili Steppers, Mary's Double Dutch group, and they're making fun of him. And then she starts talking about Rodney and that's when Izzy's like, shut up. And she tells him, (laughs) shut, don't go up. Prices do. So take your advice and shut up. Oh my and I was God. Like, Karen. <laughs> Karen. Yeah. She you had, had that. On she you. put everything she had into that line. Right. And I hope she got her SAG card from it. Me too. So Kenneth stops this fight and he sends Karen to her room so he can talk to Izzy. And he asks him if this is why he hasn't been focused on boxing. And I think very like generously and understanding, he just asks why he didn't tell him. And Izzy says that if he talked to him about anything other than boxing, he wouldn't have heard it because that's all that they talk about since mom died. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't even like it anymore. He's just doing it for his dad. And that's not fair. And then this, this line is so awful. It's so cutting. He says, just because you don't have a life anymore doesn't mean you have to take mine away. And I have to applaud Corbin Blue's father because he does a lot of great work in this moment, in this scene. And you can see oh, yeah, I agree. just how much this lands on him and how painful it is to hear that come from your son. And Izzy can see it too. Like he he knows that he went way too far and that that was mm-hmm. – really hurtful to his dad and he says sorry but kenneth is like no it's fine he just turns away and says it looks like we're out of milk uh i'm gonna go pick some up and he leaves and then izzy goes upstairs and sees 
the golden gloves necklace that his dad left for him on his bed, which broke my heart. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was about to say, is my heart not supposed to be breaking right now? Yeah. And I think that the way – I know it's a decom, Mm y'all. I get it. But the way that his dad delivers the line and the fact that the camera doesn't show his face. Oh, my God. Like, it obviously implies that he is tearing up or crying and – uh, yeah, just the grounded delivery of uh, looks like we're out of milk. Uh, I'll go pick some up. And just he just walks out because he can't look at his son mm-hmm. in the eye. And it's so, so difficult because he does want to know what's going on in Izzy's life. Like mm-hmm. he needs to know what's happening in his son's life. But at the same time, He's trying so hard. And then how do you tell someone who's trying so hard and who loves you so much that they're making you unhappy? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just so – it's so difficult to be honest with um, your parents when they only want the best for you. Yeah. And, like, this really, you know, hits differently when you are older. Like, when I was a kid, I wouldn't have – picked up on a lot of this because I'm seeing things through like a kid's perspective. Mm -hmm. But as an adult, obviously I'm not a parent, but you know, I'm closer to that age and like more, I see my parents more as, as people than, you know, I did when I was a kid. So Mm -hmm. watching this as an adult, it's just so loaded and sad and yeah, gosh, it's a, it's a really good moment though. And I, I love that. Yeah. They make the choice for him to, to not respond, turn away, and, like, leave the conversation. I think that's so much more powerful mm-hmm. than if he had said anything else because that speaks volumes. Yeah. The next thing we know, we're back at the gym, and Izzy is just practicing hitting that tiny little punching bag that I'm sure has a name, but I don't know it. <laughs> and Mary finds him. She's about to ask him to rejoin uh, the Red Hot Chili Steppers, but he's like, no, I need to focus on boxing. I'm a boxer. I can't be jumping rope with a bunch of girls. And Mary doesn't take offense to this. She just tells him that he loves double dutch and he's good. And Izzy's like, no, I'm sorry. And Mary's like, you know what? I'm sorry. And walks away. And then Tammy comes over and asks Izzy what's up. And she asks him if he's just going to punk out because some kids are laughing And she tells him that she wouldn't be the best girl boxer in NYC if she listened to what other people said. And I'm like, that's – are you really the best female boxer in NYC or are you just like kind of like exaggerating? Apparently, the Daniels Gym is where all uh, the champs train. All the young boxers, yeah. Yeah. But she figures that's their problem. So then Felix comes up to Izzy and he's like, you got to listen to her, Izzy. She has a good head on her shoulders. Like, you can see why I thought he was like a ghostly figure. Like, he just kind of comes oh, yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, that's a that's a dead person ass line. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, son, you got to listen to her. She knows yeah. what she's talking about. Oh, yeah, and it fades into the background. <laughs> so later on, Izzy is about to leave the gym and Rodney comes down the stairs for his rematch. Whoa. And Rodney's like, are we going to fight? Or are you too chicken? And because Izzy's like in a weird headspace right now, he's like, all right, like I'll do the fucking rematch that I don't want to do. 
Also, Rodney has brought like 50 people with him <laughs> to come watch. Their entire grade <laughs> is at this thing. Mm-hmm. So the rematch starts. Again, Felix is just watching like from the crack of the door frame. I'm like, someone stop these kids right now. <laughs> He's just like, let, let me see what happens. So they're in the ring. Rodney's like, oh, what, are you going to box? Or are you going to dance? And Izzy says that it won't change the fact that he already beat him. And if he thinks that beating him, this was a, a pretty low blow. He asks if he thinks that beating him will change the fact that his dad is out of work. <sighs> like, that's not really your business. That's rough. Mm-hmm. So Rodney warns him to stop, but Izzy keeps pressing on and is like, you know, it's not going to change the fact that everyone thinks that you're a bully. And I'm like, Rodney is a bully for sure. He is, like, not pleasant to be around, I would say. However, maybe bringing his family's financial issues and hardships into this conversation is making you a bully right now, Izzy, and you shouldn't do that. It does remind me of in Pen15 when Maya and Anna (laughs) (laughs) – Oh and God. your dad just dead. spit out a Twizzler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you fucking aardvark dick. And your dad's dead. <laughs> that that was really messed up, Maya. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, yeah. Izzy just keeps going on. He's like, you can't use fighting to earn people's respect. Rodney makes fun of the double dutch. Izzy ends up, like, dodging his fist and then throws in a couple of double dutch moves. He does some backflips and is like, yeah, and it's even more impressive with the ropes. And he keeps doing all his various flips. Rodney is livid because the crowd is just eating it up. I'm like, that's not boxing, though. Like, maybe you should be a gymnast. That's simply just not relevant in boxing. And probably you're not allowed to do that. Like, that's more of a wrestling thing. So now that the whole crowd is, you know, loving Izzy's double Dutch moves, his friends are like, yeah, yeah, go Izzy. I'm like, you were making fun of him literally yesterday, but whatever. Hell yeah. Izzy tells Rodney that he's sorry about his dad and that he beat him and that he's so angry, but he's not doing this with him. Rodney says that he can keep his sorry, and Izzy says that they both have a lot to be mad about, but fighting won't fix it. There's more important things. Mm -hmm. So Izzy steps out of the ring, and Rodney tries to, like, go after him and continue this fight outside of the ring, but ends up falling on the ground. And the whole crowd are like, finish him! And I'm like, relax, children. He fell. It's like a four feet up, bro. And they're like, like it's destroy him. And I'm like, children, go home. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> children, please. Please go <laughs> yeah. home. But Izzy says, no, I'm done with this. And he throws off his gloves and says he's tired of being mad. And the voiceover says, Rodney was tired of being mad too. He just didn't have the words to say it. <sighs> I liked that line. Me too. I really like that line. I think it's so important. And like the fact that men are not often like encouraged to process and show their emotions in a healthy way does breed a lot of anger and aggression. And it's important 
for people to be able to talk about their feelings so that they don't grow into resentments. And it's hard when you don't have the space or ability to articulate them. Oh, yeah. And there's no one. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb mm-hmm. and assume that like the average public school doesn't have uh, isn't teaching their students like the vocabulary to deal with their emotions and mm-hmm. an outlet for them to like perceive counseling. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just like the it's the very subtle way where they say that he was done with it too, but he just didn't have to, the words to say it and doesn't really invalidate Rodney. Like I, I feel like they don't really try to make Rodney look stupid. Yeah. They definitely try to make him look mean, which I wish they didn't do as much or yeah. that they just had some aside where we saw him like maybe he's really good with his younger sister or maybe he's really smart and like no one knows that about him and he like reads a lot like I wanted there to be a little more depth to him but I get it it's a 90 minute movie yeah I don't know how much I can ask for yeah it definitely like with Rodney's character it definitely perpetuates some like really harmful stereotypes about black boys, black men being aggressive, angry, mad, all of that. Mm-hmm. And we don't we don't get a full picture of Rodney as like yeah. a three-dimensional character. And you know, it it is a decom. Obviously, it's not going to touch on a lot of stuff, but I I do think that a, a really common through line of this movie is toxic masculinity and you know, we see Izzy embrace this this sport that is considered more feminine that is quote-unquote for girls and we see kind of the Mm -hmm. battle that he has to go through with this like misogynistic society that deems you know anything that girls do is less than and like a man is less than for engaging in it so i liked seeing a decom touch on some of these things definitely not perfectly but you know starts some discussions i think i agree i agree So the narration continues on and says that the truth Mm -hmm. was that Rodney was impressed. No one had ever stood up to him. Nobody had the nerve to tell him the truth but Izzy. And it was a moment he would never forget. So we go to the Double Dutch City Finals. The Red Hot Chili Steppers get to the competition. Their fourth member is some clumsy girl who (laughs) they have procured last minute. Keisha says something about Izzy and Mary's like, he's not coming, like forget it. But he's actually there and he comes up to the girls and apologizes. And Mary's like, is that all you have to say? And like gives him a uniform and and hugs him. All is forgiven. And then the Dutch dragons come up to them and they're like, "Mm, who did you scrape from the bottom of the barrel to be on your team? Shut up. <laughs> They're so mean, dude. Yeah. And Yolanda is shocked to see that Izzy is on their team. And the girls are like, yeah, and he's good. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, good luck with that. I'll let you take pictures with my trophy. All right. Okay. The fuck? <laughs> then Shauna asks Izzy what changed his mind. And he says that he had to listen to his heart. Wow. You know, can't keep the man out of the game he loves. Yeah. So the teams get on stage. They start competing. Rodney shows up to watch. Very exciting. What? We also see that Izzy's friends and Tammy are there too. They're in the audience. And 
the Chili Steppers actually end up ranking in first place for the first category, which is, I don't even know what it is. I think it's just like compulsory. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they go into the speed category. Izzy takes that one and they come in second at 372 steps per minute, which is only six steps behind first place, which is the Dutch Dragons. So very, very close. And then comes the time for the freestyle. Mm. So they watch as some of the other teams do their routines. The only one that gets named, I believe, are the Kung Fu Flyers, which, you know, seems racially insensitive. But (sighs) Izzy is really nervous because the other teams are really good. But Keisha's like, we're good too. And that's Mm. when... The Dutch dragons get up to do their routine. And this is when Shauna starts freaking out because they have to follow this act. And once again, the Dutch dragons are wearing their stupid, ugly costumes. Nasty. Mm Mm-hmm. So Mary asks Keisha why she's worrying about the other team. And Izzy is like, whoa, what have you done with the old Mary? And she says, well... Someone told me to stop tripping and just have fun. And they're like, hee hee, it was you. Oh my God. <laughs> so before they get up to perform, Izzy says that he's never been on a team before and had to count on somebody else. And they say that he can count on them. <sighs> so the Red Hot Chili Steppers get on stage and Izzy actually sees his dad and sister. Oh my going to sit down in the audience and his dad smiles over at him and we see that izzy has the golden gloves on his necklace oh i love that detail i know i know he like he grabs onto it or like tucks it in his shirt and it's so sweet yeah and they start their routine it's set to it's my turn now by kiki palmer oh amazing They have the -the glow-in-the-dark neon orange shoes. They have the -the glow-in-the-dark ropes, the gloves. It's like a fucking performance, okay? Mm -hmm. The production value. (laughs) Exactly. Do you want to read that note? (laughs) I called them the Romeo and Juliet of the double Dutch world. Iconic. Am I wrong? I don't think so. (laughs) In fair Brooklyn where we lay our scene. (laughs) Pair of star-crossed lovers <laughs> take their asses to the double dutch competition. That they do. <laughs> so the crowd is up on their feet. They are having fun, except for the many. <laughs> Christina writes. Except for the many mannequins that they used to fill out the audience. And to that, I just have to cackle because I didn't even <laughs> fucking notice. And like now that I'm thinking back on it, I'm like, like in my head thinking back, I, I just can only see like, like nasty, like stuffed ass, like scarecrow ass mannequins. There's entire sections that are just mannequins. And I'll tell That's you, I'll insane. tell you why I noticed it. The reason that I noticed it is because, like, that must have been, like, two years ago or something. I posted a behind-the-scenes clip on TikTok. Maybe I'll repost it in honor of this episode um, where 
they're talking about this shooting the scene and Corbin is like, yeah, like we had to get all these mannequins to like fill out the scene. And like he is playing with some of the very scarecrow looking mannequins in the audience. Right. So I right. remembered that clip and I looked at the audience and there's just entire sections oh, of like stiff ass mannequins just seated. Um, So it was very funny to me. Keep an eye out for it next time you watch. <laughs> I will. I will. Yeah. Yeah. And then they do some push it to the limit and they just like they're like hold on with the double dutch for a second (laughs) we have a synchronized dance performance so they just like boom bop bop whatever (laughs) the song's a freaking banger yeah and i think we mentioned this before but i don't dance push it to the limit Mm -hmm. like why wasn't he it right Tell me. Did he release more music? Like, did he ever do an album or anything? No, I don't right? Know. I don't know. Not that I can remember off the top of my head, but like hang on. I don't know. I'm just angry. I'm angry that he wasn't a heartthrob when I was younger. Right. Like I know he's he's gone on to do Broadway and stuff. I do remember him but doing Broadway. He's actually done a lot of shows. Do you want me to read you a little list? Sure. So he did In the Heights. Hairspray, Godspell, mm. Family Shots, Ooh. Romeo mm. and Juliet, Love is a Battlefield, oh. The Dodgers, Holiday Inn, The New Irving Berlin Musical, Mamma Mia. Oh my God. <gasps> Who's in Mamma Mia? Sky. Wait, oh my God. That means he sang the song. Lay Your Love like, on Me. Yep. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Who who has that recording? <laughs> Someone fucking get that recording for me. It was in 2017. Someone get me that recording. At the Hollywood Bowl. So if you were there, DM me immediately, please. Bro. You know what I want? <laughs> I want to see the Jonas Brothers on Broadway. Yeah. How do I get tickets to that? Our friend, our friend Christina went to go see yesterday. I might just try to get I like I needed to see them. Like I want to see them so bad. I just miss them. In Las Vegas. Like, I got to Las Vegas, like, a yeah. week after they finished performing there, which made me so upset. Mm. Anyways. Damn. Uh, his last couple credits are Singing in the Rain, Anything Goes, Kiss Me Kate, wholesome. and Mary Poppins. Anything Goes. So there we go. Oh, my God. He did have albums? Solo? Dolo? Solo Dolo. I know what I'm listening to later tonight. It's 1 a.m. His album, Another Side, and his album, Speed of Light. <laughs> that doesn't matter to me. <laughs> that means nothing to me. Mm-hmm. I don't have a job anymore. I can do whatever I want. So. That's so true, Queen. That's so true. But Anyways. just to cap it off, yeah. the song is a banger. Kenneth is really impressed by Izzy, and and he's just super proud of his son. It's beautiful. After the competition, Karen goes up to hug her brother and tells him he was great before promptly scurrying off to gush over Mary. And Kenneth tells Izzy that he looked great out there. And Izzy thanks him and says that he's sorry. But my man Kenneth says, no, I'm sorry. I want us to be able to talk about anything And after mom died, I pushed boxing because it was a way for us to connect. I love you. And I know you miss your mom because I miss her too. And boxing was a way for me to say that. But boxing was my dream and it doesn't have to be yours. 
This is the best decom dad I've maybe ever seen. He then brings up like the whole, you know, boxing is 20% talent, 80% heart adage, but says it looks like Izzy's heart is somewhere else and it's okay. He's proud of him and he knows that his mom is too. Like he, we don't, we skip over the whole like, what do you do? Like wasting your time with this double dot. He's like, no, I just want my kid to be happy. And if this is what makes you happy, that's amazing. And you were clearly thriving out there. Like that's all he cares about. This is not your regular coach dad, you guys. This is a special coach dad. So Izzy says that he just wants to be his champ. And dad says he is. And they hug. That's so beautiful. And I'm I'm really um I'm still reeling from the fact that the Jonas brothers are having a five night <laughs> residency in my very city. Mm-hmm. Um I'm feeling a little unwell. Yeah. I'm feeling a little bit like I should have known that known about this earlier and procured tickets. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um it is a beautiful moment between Kenneth and Izzy. Like you mentioned, we didn't need to skirt around and be like, son, I need you to get your head in the game. Like, mm-hmm. he's just like, you know what? You need to do what makes you happy. Yeah. I just want – like, he's like the most important thing is that I can be there for you. Yeah. And that's beautiful. It is. So Izzy then joins up with his friends and they congratulate him. We also see – Chuck and Tammy holding hands. Oh my god, this escalated quickly. Mm-hmm. Izzy then sees Rodney, so he goes up to him, and Rodney is like, You know, the double dutch thing is actually kind of cool, you know, for a daddy's boy. And they end up shaking hands and calling a truce. And Rodney asks Izzy to teach him that flip to use in the ring. And we cut to the announcement of the winners. The teams going to the state finals are the Kung Fu Flyers, the Dutch Dragons, and cut to present day. (laughs) And we hear the narrator say that day is he made a choice to do what made him happy, not to care about what someone else thinks because that's the stuff that holds us back. Izzy taught us some stuff that day, and I'm glad he did because it changed my life. So then we see that this story is being told at the Daniels gym. Mm. And there's a group of kids listening to this story, and they're like, what happened? Did the Chili Steppers win? Did they go to state? Did Mary and Izzy fall in love? What happened? And then we get the reveal of who our narrator has been all along. (gasps) It was Rodney. Oh, my God. And he tells them that the hot chili steppers went to state. They didn't win, though, until the next year. Nice. 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 (laughs) He says that Mary and Izzy are still going strong. And Rodney says that he tells this story to kids all the time. You just really had to be there that day. So we cut back to the competition where the hot chili steppers are announced as the winners and they run up to get their trophy. Yes. And we have a final closing scene where the Double Dutch team teaches Izzy's dad how to do some stepping. And 
Miss Jordan Prue just sings her little heart out. You make me wanna jump to the rhythm and dance to the music. I love that we're just shoehorning singing in <laughs> anywhere we can now. <laughs> and here's the single of the cover of. Yeah. Give yeah. them the old razzle dazzle. Um, but Mr. Yeah. Cellophane, <laughs> Mr. Cellophane should have been, been my, my name. Because you can walk right through me. See? This is why we need a live show, you guys. Come on. Yeah, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, let's jump in. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's the movie. I really love this movie. I I would absolutely show it to my future spawn. I think it's just a a really nice wholesome movie. Mm-hmm. Aside from the fact that I'm still shocked that it's legal for kids to box, like it just seems so violent. But, yeah, that seems dangerous. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a really well put together story. And I think that Corbin Blue and Kiki Palmer just absolutely carry it away mm-hmm. with their performances as young actors. Like, come yeah. on. No, they they really do shine in this movie. I think they have a great rapport. I really enjoyed seeing them act across from each other. And obviously, there's a lot of similarities in this movie to, you know, High School Musical and various other, like, coach dad narratives. But I do like that yeah. this one kind of focuses a little bit more on – like the gender aspects of, you know, different sports, like we we get like a little examination of toxic masculinity and, mm-hmm. you know, following your passion. And we also see this like really, really beautiful father-son relationship that is so vulnerable that really skirts around a lot of the cliches that we do see in these other movies. And I think that that really stems from actually casting like father and son their bond is so clear in this movie and those were my favorite parts truly were like izzy and his dad so i really loved getting to see that and especially not having watched this movie since i was a kid um Mm -hmm. to really have like such a different perspective on it so many years later yeah absolutely i i mean i remember watching it and really liking it I think mostly for Kiki Palmer and Corbin mm-hmm. Blue. And I was a big Jordan Pruitt yeah. <laughs> fan as a kid. But um, yeah, I mean, watching it back, I picked up on all the nuances of the dynamic between Izzy and his father. And I think like whether we were consciously aware of that message or not when we were younger and mm-hmm. watching it, I think it's important that we saw it because – even if a little bit of that understanding of being honest with your parents yeah. about what you love, like, came through. Like, I think that's a really important thing to remember. Like, oftentimes your parents are just trying to support you in the best way they know how. And sometimes you have to verbalize when you're unhappy or else they they really aren't going to know um, or be any wiser to that unhappiness. So, yeah. And he also, like, Izzy has such respect for his dad, too. He mm-hmm. really loves him. Um, and I loved seeing that relationship. Yeah. And I, I think it's also, like, I think this is a great movie for parents to watch, too. Like, just, you know, keeping that focus and trying to connect with your child 
not necessarily like forcing your own preconceived notions of what you want for their life on them, but really like meeting them where they're at, supporting them in what they want to do, and just like trying your best to reach out to them, I think is like always a great thing to yeah to see. But yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad that we watched it because I, again, like I haven't seen it in so many years. So in some ways it was like I was watching it again for the first time, but I also have such vivid memories of watching this on the Disney channel, hearing the songs all the time. Um, obviously I like, I loved Corbin blue. So yeah, I just, who wouldn't, I just want his career to like take off. I want to see him in a rom-com so bad, so bad. Put him in a big budget studio rom-com. And I will be first in line. Yeah, like uh, I'm trying to think of a recent big budget studio. I mean, the the, the only one that really comes to mind right now is Trainwreck. Well, I mean, uh, Ticket to Paradise, that had a theatrical release. Is that the one with George Clooney mm-hmm. and Julia Roberts? Yeah. I did not see that yet, but yes. Mm-hmm. The Lost City, that also had a theatrical release oh, as well. Oh, of course. Yeah. That was a really good one. That was a really good one. I really like that one. Yeah. Or I'm like, put him in a put him in a movie musical. He's very Ooh. talented. Ooh, Let's get yeah. that on the books. That'd be yeah. great. Well, with that being said, should we rate her? Yeah. Um, I really liked it. Um, I had a great time watching it. It's not like my favorite decom. Yeah. But I think it's a really good one. So I'm gonna give it like like a 7.75. Yeah. I was thinking a 7.5 or an 8. I'm going to go with an 8. Yeah. I think it's a really great young adult performance from some of my favorite people. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the story is tight. Like yeah. the, the story is well crafted. It definitely feels like the end of an era on well crafted decoms. We've done a bunch of them, but like motocrossed. Um, double take, uh, luck of the Irish, jump in. Like there are so many great older decoms, and I do feel like this is like on the precipice of when they started getting bad. So yeah, because after I'm this glad. is kind of when we head into like the camp rock phase. Mm. Um, we see a lot mm-hmm. of like Demi Selena stuff going on. Um, right. And then sort of the wrap-up of the High School Musical trilogy. So it definitely is like a shift. We're shifting into a a newer generation of Disney stars from, you know, your your Raven Simones, your Hilary Duffs. We're kind of heading into the new Miley, Selena, Demi, Jonas Brothers era. I mean, the thing – I'm trying to think of like the first movie that was shitty because I still – I mean, I watched Camp Rock. Yeah. But I'm thinking like – teen beach movie i was like we got to throw the whole thing away but it's also like hard with those ones that come out now because we aren't the target demo i guess (laughs) we're just we're not children anymore i'm Um, like what happened to camp you know what happened to artistry (laughs) what happened to caricatures i mean teen beach movie is pretty campy i would say but it's like bad camp it's not like the fun (laughs) camp like fabulous i don't know dude maybe we have to redo i'm too tired for this (laughs) maybe we have to do a whole uh symposium on you know the state of the decom hire us as adjunct professors 
Yeah. Well, we'll come we're, up with a great syllabus. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a job. So somebody give me something to do. <laughs> I don't. And I can't stress this enough. Have a yeah. job. <laughs> but um, yeah, I would say I would say give it a rewatch if you haven't seen it in a hot minute or if you have, you know, throw out a little jump in. Yeah. You're going to have a good time. Guaranteed. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's on Disney Plus in the U.S. Same in Canada, baby. Disney Plus. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, if you want a little more content, you can always follow us on Instagram. It's Movies That Raised Us. Or you can follow us on Twitter at MTRU underscore pod. Yeah. And you can follow us on TikTok at Movies That Raised Us pod. Or you can send us a good old-fashioned email at Movies That Raised Us at gmail.com. And if you're interested in our Patreon episodes, you can always check that out. Next month, we will be doing Titanic. This month, we did Confessions of a Shopaholic. So head over to the link in our bio or in the show notes if you're interested. And with that being said, I'm Mo. And I'm Christina. And our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.